This is the Scottish Football Citizen, bringing you the best of Scottish football from the past. I'm Andy Kerr, and this week we're delving into the archives of the Scottish Football Museum to bring you an interview with former Scotland defender Rhonda Jones. Rhonda started her career at Motherwell Rovers youth team, before playing for the likes of Air United, Florida Atlantic Hills, Hibernian, Doncaster Rovers Bells, Celtic, Glasgow City and Rangers. She also scored four goals in 117 appearances for the Scotland national team and her very own Lindsay Hamilton has experience of training alongside Rhonda at Celtic. At the time of recording, Rhonda was playing a trade with Air United and in this interview, Rhonda discusses her upbringing, discovering her talent and her career. Before we get started, we have this week's trivia question for you. Which Scottish footballer won the World Cup with Italy? We'll give you the answer at the end of the podcast. I was born here in Newt Hill. Been here all my life, it's 21 years. <laughs> um, brought up down the bottom of Newt Hill and I went to Keir Hardy, then Newt Hill Primary. Right, and so what, what are your earliest memories of football, just in general, growing up here? Um, I played with Newt Hill Primary. Um, I was the only girl in a boys' team. Um, I wasn't allowed to actually play with the primary school at the time. Um, there was no girls allowed in the team, but I did get selected for my town, which was strange. Um, so I played against that. It was my first game with an all-boys team against Hollowtown. I can remember playing in that, and I was a, I must have been about 11 at the time. So had you, had you played football a lot then, um, just in your school, sort of kickabouts? Yeah, and... I was the only girl playing with all the boys. Girls were skipping and playing balls, and I was out playing with the boys with whatever we could find. If it was like a, a plastic bottle or something, we'd play with that. If we get the ball taken off us, you know. Right. And so what made you want to play football from a young age then, do you think? Um, my biggest influence was my big cousin. He was football daft. He was always in goal, so I went down, I played with him, and I was always a wee tomboy, so I playing with my cousin from, I was knee-high a grasshopper, really. Right. And were your family interested in football? My dad, my yeah, my dad's a big um, Rangers fan. He's Rangers daft, never played. But my uncle Tom Cowan, he played with Rangers. Um also got encouragement off from him as well, so get a family of footballers really. <laughs> and so when when you were quite young then, did you, you know, were you quite serious about playing football or was it just something that you fell into? Um, I was always the first, like, you know, when we came back from school, the boys would come to my door and be out playing football. It was always just a hobby, you know, just playing the swing park and stuff like that to start with. Um, I'd always say to the woman next door, oh, one day you'll see me on the telly, I'll play with Scotland, and she was like, ah, right, Rhonda, <laughs> kind of just keep me going, you know. Yeah. So what was it that made you decide to kind of take it further and get more involved in it? Uh, I was on my dad's back all the time, got to find me a team, and I didn't know of any teams, and I was wanting to play with my big cousin's team, but I was too small, obviously, and the guys were getting bigger and bigger and better than me, and stronger, but... Eventually I found an under-16s team when I was 14, 15 in Motherwell. The guy, there was such a big demand, you know, girls wanted to play. So he set a team up called Motherwell Rovers 
and I played there and owned my eyes. There was so much girls' teams, you know, round about. So I started from there, just took it from there, really. Mm-hmm. So what, um, what was that experience like, you know, playing in a girls' team when you were used to playing with boys most of the time? I found that I was... Um, I was a lot, you know, I was a lot better because the girls weren't as good and we were just starting off, so I was a lot better. So I was kind of starting the team at that time. I was the captain. I was taking all the free kicks and everything, but I had a lot of practice with the boys who, of course, were faster and stronger, so I found that, like, my level was a wee bit up. I really, really enjoyed it and I thought, I'm going to stick at this and I'm going to do something. And so had you had um, access to, you were talking about playing with your school team at primary school or not mm. being able to play? I wasn't allowed to play with right. my school team. Did you have any access to sort of football lessons at school? Were no. You able to? Only very occasionally at high school where we got on at the PE teacher, a couple of the girls had got together. We wanted to play football and we got on at her. But at that time there was no such like leaks or anything like that. Um, but she took us out a couple of times and it was just messing about really. That was all we had. So when you played, um, started playing with Mother World Rovers, um, what kind of was there a league that they played in, or did they just play friendly games against? It was a Sunday league. We trained once a week. Um, it was yeah, as I say, it was Sunday league. We, we had a lot of teams in our league, and we were, I think we were in the, ended up in the first division when I left. I get too old. Right. Yeah, but there was a lot of teams, so it was a game every single Sunday. And so, what sort of area did the league take in? Um, we went from, we played up as far as like Dundee right down to Queen of the South which is way down in Dumfries. We played there and we had to travel all over the place and it was money here, money here, minibus and sponsors going to do this and everything. Uh, so did you have to raise a lot of money yeah. yourself? Yeah, we, so? we had to pay for really everything, like our strips, our signing fees, our, you know, I was letting my mum for boots all the time. and. Everything, you've got to pay for absolutely everything. And so, uh, when you were sort of growing up in your teenage years in the primary school and everything, did you ever come up against the attitude that girls shouldn't play football? Was there anyone oh, that ever said that? All the time, that? yeah. I stopped playing as soon as I got to high school because it, I don't think it was cool anymore for girls to play, you know. So I'd stopped playing for about two years, I think. But then I thought, um, I started kicking the ball about with the boys and the boys took me seriously because I was quite good then. Um, so the guys kind of accepted me, accepted me and yeah, most folk did. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever sort of tried to actively to discourage you and say, no, you really shouldn't be doing that or anything like that? Yeah, I think my mum wanted me dressed up in you know, dresses, going to dancing. She tried me at tap dancing, but it was never for me. It's always okay. football. That's the only, only discouragement. I, well, I wouldn't even say discouraged. Now she goes to all my games and everything. And she loves it now. Mm-hmm. So did you do a lot of, sort of training on your own or anything? Did you find that, you know, to kind of improve yourself, you had to yeah. do stuff off your, you know, on your own initiative? Yeah, definitely. I go out playing with the boys. Um, I'll do keep puppies around my back and stuff like that. I'm always, always kicking a ball. There's a ball at my foot. No, since I was really young. Um, and so what position did you start off playing in then? Started off centre midfield, kind of headless chicken role. <laughs> I was just everything, really. I just managed, I just go, right, you just go do what you want to do, really, kind of thing. Um, started off there, but after I left there, I was 
more disciplined. I had to go up on a higher level under 18s with Air United, so I was more disciplined then. Right. <laughs> and so how did you come to play for Air United? I was too old to play with Motherwell under 16s. I had to go under 18s. So I had to leave all my friends behind and go travel down here twice, three times a week to play down there. Right, and was there no other team locally that you could...? Um, Air United were one of... In fact, they were probably the best team to go to at that time. And the coach had approached me. There was a few teams, but I didn't take it as serious, and I wanted to take it serious and win things. Mm-hmm. So what's the setup like at Air United, then, in terms of women's football? Um, at the time, they were the only team to be like attached to a men's Premier League, well, divisional team, and that was a big point for me, you know, I had to go and I'd, I'd wear the actual strips the men wore, and that was the kind of reason I went down to here. And was there um, sort of quite a lot of involvement between the two teams? Was it maybe the same people that took training or...? No, they had a separate coach for women's football. He always has been. He's been there since it was Presswick, Hugh Flynn. He's been there since it was Presswick Girls and he's brought the girls right up and now it's actually a women's team. But um, I think what we get from Air United is use of their minibus and I think we only have to put petrol in. And we got all the first team kit. We get used to the we get used to the stadium once or twice a year, which is not that great, you know. And that's about it, really. Mm-hmm. So, um, can you remember your first match playing for them then? For Air uh-huh. under 18s, I think I can. I think it was just a friendly, and I played centre mid and up front. And I was rotten. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was up front. I scored that day, but I think we won about 16 now, so I think one or two was actually good. I wasn't that good, but I found my real position down the air as well. I play centre half in defence, and I've been there ever since. Never looked back. And so how did you um, sort of get tried out in that position? Was that something you felt you wanted to do yourself? Or? Um, my coach... I played centre mid, I was good in centre mid, but I'm a very strong, for a girl, like a very strong player, and he tried me out there, and I played really well, and I, I stayed there, just kept my position there. Um, so what sort of attendances do you get at Air United now, in terms of the, you know, the, the people that come and watch you? Is it sort of grown in the time that you've been there? Has it become more yeah, popular? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're getting shown in the Air United Men's programme now. They're doing player profiles of us. Um, they sound out our uh, like our results over the tannoy at their games, men's games and things. This year we're supposed to be getting the, the home and away kit and a lot more. They're really trying to give us a lot more now. But so, I know more teams like Stenhouse Muir and that, I think the teams get a lot more from the men's teams than what we do at the moment. In terms of what do you mean that they, they get? They're actually, Stenhouse Muir ladies have been taken on as actual, uh, like amateurs almost. They train with the boys, the youth team. They're taken by a, the youth actual coach. Um, they're given the strips, they're sent to college. Um, with the team like to study whatever they want and they play football training every day. So they're a bit more far advanced than 
what we are, they're the first kind of team to be taken on like that. Right. And what about the travelling? Is that quite difficult as well, having to go down so many times? Yeah, that's murder. I've got to go down. Well, this season's different. This season I'm um, training once in Glasgow and once in Ayr, and the rest of the time I train myself. Um, and a Sunday I go down the air or sometimes it's against Aberdeen we've got to go up to Aberdeen or Dundee or something so it's a bit of a trek but I find it's worth it when you start getting the results and we're so close to getting all the, the treble really so it'll be worth it And so who do you train with in Glasgow? Is that a team? Still United Right Yeah we train we have a training night there because most of our players are from up this end so decided to compromise. Um, and what what um, sort of you know, in terms of the crowd that come and watch you, is it is there quite a high proportion of sort of families and kids? Yeah, the majority are all families. Um, we play down at Daily Juniors at the moment. That's our home ground and we've got a lot of lot of support coming down there. Most of the farmers I think <laughs> from all around come down to watch us but they're always interested in what's happening and they all know us by our nicknames and everything. They shout for us and everything. It's really good. It's so getting what, more popular anyway. What sort of numbers at the moment do you get you know, for a sort of average game? Probably in a big game um, with a club team, probably about 100, I would think. Something about that. Um, and obviously not so important games. Not as many people come and watch because... We normally win our games by a good lot because we're a good, really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what about the when you first started playing with Air United? What was the league set up like? Has it changed much um, to now? Yeah, I think there's more money involved now. Um, there's better opportunities, and especially from the kids coming through, the, the standards getting far better as well. You know, the 16s been watching the chain wheels as well, and they're... Really, like they're starting to get really good because of what they're getting coached international level and the club level's getting better you know and a lot more people are getting involved in women's football mm-hmm. so definitely see a bright future for it anyway and what about because um, there's moves isn't there for all the Premier League clubs to, to start up a, a women's football team that's right yeah um, do you think that'll change the nature of women's football, club women's football. Definitely, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think the coaching will get better. Um, getting a lot more things from the clubs as well. I think there's only two clubs that now. I think it's only Rangers and Celtic that haven't actually took on a women's team. Which is, I think, I can see that coming within the next two to three years, though. Um, maybe do trials or something like that. But that would definitely be great for the women's game. Do you think it will maybe sort of push out <coughs> clubs like Air United and Stenhouse Muir, you know, that have maybe had quite a commitment mm-hmm. to women's football, but then, you know they might not have the resources to to sort of follow these clubs? Will it push them? Well, I just mean, will it, um, you know, will it affect the sort of standard of teams that they're able to produce? You know, the sort of smaller league clubs, maybe, right. you know, they're not Premier League clubs like Air United and Stenhouse um, Maybe the moving to the Rangers or something like that from being Air United. No, I just mean, like, will it affect, um, you know, the sort of standard of teams that, that they're able to produce or that oh, they're able right. to support? I think know? I think what they'll do, yes, they'll take, or probably they'll do trials and get the best players from, as they do anyway, <laughs> the men's team, get all the best players from other teams. I think the bigger the club, 
probably um, more money put into the women's game, possibly. But I don't know as yet because all the teams are really small now. I know Dundee have taken on Stirling ladies, and they're getting a lot from Dundee. And they're not actually, a, you know, they're not a big club, but they're doing really well for women's football. It depends on the attitude of the person that's wanting to see the manager who's wanting to take over. It depends on the, the attitude to women's football. So what have been your um, sort of proudest achievements with Air United or your most memorable games that you've had with them? My most memorable game um, has got to be against Cumbernauld. They're our biggest rivals. Um, we beat them 7-0 um, two seasons ago and that was such a big result. You know, we hadn't beaten them and then all of a sudden we beat them 7-0. Game and who are, what teams have been the most prominent since you've been playing? Because you mentioned Cumbernauld. Um, last year it was or two seasons ago, sorry, it was Cumbernauld and Clyde and Ayr. They were the top three teams who were fighting, you know, for first position. Um, I think the league came down to one point last year. This year, Cumbernauld are now being taken over by Stenhouse Pure. Clyde have faded out the picture a wee bit, but it's really us in Stenhouse Muir. And it came down to one game this season we had to win by... I think it was 17-0 you had to beat Clyde by to win in goal difference because we were on the same points and all the Stenhouse Muir players were there watching and I think we only won 14 or 15 now. we won so it was such a big achievement and I was I'm now captain of United and I was like so proud and we'd lost the league I think with two goals ended up but I was really proud of each other and we did it as a team and Really proud of that. Mm-hmm. And so, how um, how does it sort of change for you when you're made captain? You know, how sort of, how does that make it different? This sort of match day experience. Um, the girls can all look up to me a wee bit. I feel, and uh, I, I don't know, a wee bit more important. You know, <laughs> put my armband on. I really feel, I'm really proud. Yeah. And what are your actual responsibilities? You know, do you sort of give a talk to girls before you go out? Or yeah, I speak to the girls before we go out. Um, I speak to them all through the game, and you know, I don't shout at them and kind of <laughs> keep everything calm. Really, um, I always deal with the money and everything like that. Take in the money, whatever, mm-hmm. and deal with to talk to like certain players and stuff. You know, but I've got a great friendship with all the girls and we're all so close so we never really have any problems at all. And what about while you've been playing, um, who the most prominent players in Scotland have been, you know, who have you looked up to or who's, um, whose game have you admired? Um, probably Pauline MacDonald who was the captain of Scotland, is probably who I looked up to most and I, I wanted to be kind of like her, you know. Um, all over player Julie Fleeton, who is in my team here United. Um, she's a fantastic all round player. Um, great ability. I admire her ability, but as a player and was it a captain of Scotland, I admired Pauline MacDonald mm-hmm. for just her attitude and her commitment to the game. Um, and so, when did you first hear that you'd been called up to the Scotland squad? It would have been when I was 18 and Jim Fleeton, who was the manager of Kilmarnock Men, um, he called me up 
to the squad um, when he just got in charge and it was against France. We played against Lyon and France and it was like one week I was playing in the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup and we got put out and we were really upset about that. And then I think that night he phoned me up and he says, Hi Rhonda, you played well today. Do you like to play for Scotland next week? We're going to France. I was like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I got in through another girl being injured and I've never looked back since. I've been in the squad since. Took my chance and I just got hold of it. And so what's the difference then, um, you know, between being in the international squad and sort of club football? What, what's the difference in playing on the field and what's the differences off the field as well? Um, I get as nervous with my club going into a final or a big game as I do with Scotland, but there's nothing like the feeling they have standing you singing your national anthem, you know, in front of a big crowd. There's nothing like it. But definitely I, I give as much to my club as I do my country. You've got you to do that. And so what are the preparations like before a Scotland game? Do you sort of get together beforehand? And Yeah. We're normally all together. Before a match, we're all kept together and we do everything together. A lot of team building and uh, just keep you know all the girls together and we'll have a laugh and get everybody going and then it's serious. The day of the game, we're all serious and get up for it. And do you sort of have um, sort of get-togethers every so often just to do training and whatnot? Yeah, we're together. For the next five weekends, we're together. Um, following that, we've got the Czech Republic game, which is the last qualifying match um, at the end of the year. So we're, all, we're always kept together um, just to learn each other's you know, style of play as well and to keep the team chilled together properly. And so um, how does that work out in terms of maybe people that have to travel uh, you know, quite far to sort of get to the squad meetings and things like that? Is that something that people have to fund themselves? Really? Yeah, but when we get together, it's normally for a few days and we're, we're staying over somewhere anyway. Um, Travelling expenses are um, occurred by the SFA anyway. We get our money back from travel expenses. Um, so you don't, you don't really lose out unless you're losing out through your work, you know, money from your work, your work's got to be good with you, or your colleges, which has caused problems last season, especially with a lot of the girls. Mm-hmm. Is that a problem then, you know, with employers? Or? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had problems myself. I'd lost two jobs almost through um, the Scotland squad. I haven't got away all the time, and but you've got to be committed not in the squad to go anywhere so you've got to do that, you've got to make a decision and your players just got to like it along put the way but hopefully they go with you and you can give them as much back as you know they give you So what is it that you're doing just now? Are you working? Are you studying? At the moment I'm actually studying graphic design at college and my college have been great with me, my teachers I had a wee problem at the start um, but my teachers got together and said like you're giving us your work on time, everything's fine, so we don't have a problem with you going away as long as you keep up. Right. So uh, they were great with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so what countries have you been to then with the Scotland squad? I've been all over the place. I've been to France, Germany, Spain, um, Portugal, Bulgaria, um, Holland a few times. Um, well, Ireland, just been to Ireland as well. And so what are your impressions of women's football in other countries when you've been there? Have you had enough time to sort of 
form an impression of you know any differences between uh, football being played there and in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got to the tournament of Bulgaria, two of the teams, Korea and Russia, are semi-pro, so the girls are together so much more than us, um, and look, so they've got more training, um, and I think they're, they're paid as well. So you can see the difference. There's a big difference in their play than in our play, and you can see how they can relate to each other and their techniques better. But tough old Scots, you know what I mean? We, <laughs> we stuck out against them, we played really well against them. Just mm-hmm. got have a big Scottish heart, really. And eventually we'll get to that stage, I think. And do you think that, uh, you know, just when you're talking about the sort of passion and the commitment mm-hmm. there, because that's something that, you know, it's quite often associated with men's football or just the like general mm-hmm. football and culture in Scotland, do you think that that's something that the women as well are sort of, you know, that they take something from that general football and... Definitely. Culture as well. Yeah, I think you can see the different countries and different styles of play and different way in which they react on the park and things especially. Um, we are really tough and we'll fight, big commitment, never give up, basically. Maybe not as good as, you know, the likes of your Russia and things like that, um, Denmark things, um, but definitely give 100% all the time and that's how we get through most of their games are big heart mm-hmm. you know but we're definitely last year has seen a big change in a lot of the players and the squads in general and um, with her new coach Vera Powell she's brought a different influence to the game and it's amazing the change she had to see it before and after mm-hmm. right can you describe that in more detail like just the differences that she's brought or right, the yeah. different setup um, she's brought a Dutch kind of our Dutch style um, to Scottish football, our formation and um, everything she works. Our positional play, especially, which is a big part of the women's game, because we're not as strong and as fast as men. We rely on our skill, so because we've got more time in the ball, and whereas our positional play, I think, is better as well. She's also helped us through our. Um, contact with Rangers Football Club obviously she's married to Bert um, she's helped us by watching closely the team and their formation, the way they move and everything um, but she's brought us on leaps and bounds because before that we were kind of messed up you know, we didn't really know what we were doing but she's gave us a good structure of play and individually as well as personally she's brought me on leaps and bounds definitely and is, it, um, is there more sort of professionalism in the squad as well? For sure, think? yeah. Don't mean actually getting uh-huh. paid professionalism, <laughs> but sort of attitude-wise? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're getting the results now, so we're getting noticed more um, in the papers and things like that a lot more. Uh, because we're a better team, um, we're more professional because of like, the money we've been given from the Scottish Lottery Fund. We've all been granted money from the Lottery Fund, which has went into training facilities, games, um, equipment, everything like that. Um, and as we go on, you know, the better results we get, the lottery will give us more money, you know, and keep us going because it's the biggest, fastest growing sport in the world, women's football, and that's the way forward, really. So what, um, what's been your most memorable game playing for Scotland then? Probably it would be between the Lithuania game. Um, 
we to win that match to put Czech Republic out of the group so we would go through into a playoff situation for the World Cup. We had to win that game 17-0, which was probably about a goal every four minutes, I think it came to. And we scored the 17th goal in the very last settings of the game and went through and it was uncanny. It was amazing. I never got down off that high for weeks, you know. It was something else. And every day the crowds screaming and everything. It was on the television. It was unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. The Czech must have thought there was something funny going on, you know. And then probably my other game would be in Bulgaria against Korea. And they went to the World Cup as well. We played against them. And we put them out in the semi-final. And we drew one each and I scored the goal that put us into penalties. And we won in penalties and we went crazy. We were absolutely nuts. It was a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. And was that quite recently? How, how long ago was that? That was last year's um, tournament in Bulgaria. Mm-hmm. That one. And so is that your only goal that you've scored internationally? Internationally, yeah. That's mm-hmm. only against... I've uh, scored in friendlies as well and against boys. We play against boys, which is also a big change this year. Um, that's my only Scotland goal, but not down. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, is that something that you'd like to... You know, obviously, you'd like to score more goals, but I mean, do, how do you play within the the squad? Do you do you get forward? Do you try and get forward a lot, or you do you stay back more? Um, more of an out and out defender. I'm a you know, I stay back most of the time. I got up, I'm allowed up for corners. Only being five foot five, you know, but I'm allowed up for the headers. I'm good in the air. Uh, Vera puts me up for the corners with Julie Fleeting, and. I get allowed to get my wee goal then if it comes <laughs> if Julie lets me <laughs> um, and you're, it's quite a young squad isn't it you're all sort of yeah. very young I think the average age is about 21 do you think um, you benefit as a squad from being so young yeah definitely I think Vera likes to keep the squad quite young because uh, because of the future she's building and she's putting a she's putting a system into the squad so if you start putting the system in the squad when you're younger, you know, we'll keep that on, keep it going. So what are the immediate ambitions then for the national squad? The national squad, um, we're hoping to beat Czech Republic in this last game, which will put us through into a playoff situation for the European Championships. We play Yugoslavia or Finland in October, September. And with that, I think then... That puts us in the AA category, and I think as soon as we get in the AA categories, when big changes will come with the women's game, definitely we'll see more money, and I think it'll be more in the papers, more publicised, definitely. So is that, um, when you say AA category, is that an actual sort of seeding type of system? Yeah. Right. We're at the very top of B category at the moment, fighting to get in the AA category to play the best teams in the world. So we're hoping to get out of B category at the end of this year anyway. Right, and so if you achieve that, does that mean um, sort of just tournaments that you're invited to, that kind of thing? Would they be more with the, yeah. the, the top teams in the world? Definitely, we'll be invited to invitational tournaments like the USA with Sweden, with teams like that, Italy. You know, would give us better opportunities to play against better teams. But we have been playing against better teams this year um, due to the money through the lottery fund and stuff like that, we've got to go to tournaments, play against better teams and it's better for us, you know, than playing against 
like we teams that have got together from Scotland and things like that where we're not getting any competition. Mm-hmm. So I find it much better this year anyway. And what um, what are the differences that you've noticed, you know, between the top teams in the world and the Scottish team? You know, when you've played them, what have you learnt from it? What you know, what's what is it that you've noticed about them? Um, well, definitely, definitely their style of play. Um, the way that they're together more often, so they get to be better together. You know, um, they've all they've all got money, and the been paid to play so they can concentrate on their training, training more and not having to bother about work and college or stuff like that. You know, whereas we've got to balance both and it's not getting us as forward as we should be, you know. So how do you think the squad will develop within the next few years? Because obviously, you know, you could sort of be around the squad for quite a while, you're all quite young, so how do you think it'll develop? Um, I can see as ho- hopefully Vera will stay longer. Um, I think she will. She's made a big difference to the team. Um, I can see as hopefully getting into B category. Um, depends on this game, but we're really confident about it. We already beat them at home. Um, I can see us getting A category and finally going far. Forget. If we get everything together and the money and comp starts coming in and everything, we'll go really far and we can challenge these top teams. And so what would you personally like to achieve playing for Scotland? Um, to be, I'm developing as a player, I've got a lot still to learn. Um, I just want to be a better player, keep you know, bettering myself all the time and score a couple more goals. <laughs> so I'm saving a few so I need to score a couple. And what are your ambitions for your career generally, for your footballing career? Is there anything specific that you would really like to achieve? Well, in England at the moment, um, Al Fayed has um, created this like film. He's taken over film, and he's paid Rachel Yankee, a player that plays with England, eighteen, I think it's eighteen or nineteen grand a year. She's signed full time to play football. I like that to take off in Scotland soon. Um, hopefully, I think. It will do. Um, I want to be a professional footballer. I want to devote all my time to football. And I'm just hoping that'll happen up here. You know, that they've got the professional league starting up in America this year as well. The opportunity's always open to go over there. I've always been offered a scholarship. I mean, we've been on the phone every year, but I want to stay here and I want to do things with Scotland. Um, make sure things are doing okay here. To follow my time in Scotland squad. And but if it looked as if that wasn't going to take off in Scotland, would mm-hmm. you consider going somewhere else like America or England? Definitely, or? yeah. Um, I love. I, I live. This has been my dream since I was small. You know, to play for my country, and I absolutely love it. Um, but if the opportunity is there to play professionally or something over in America, I definitely go for it. You know. So have you got have you or have you thought about um you know working in football after you're finished playing? Is that something that's occurred to you or is it just too far off that you've not thought about it? Um I probably if if I didn't make it professional footballer, um I'd like to still be involved in football. I play at the end till my legs don't let me anymore. Um I'd hopefully get involved in coaching after that and kinda of balance that out with graphic design. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
but um, in terms of you know your sort of graphic design career, mm-hmm. would would football be more important than that if you got the opportunity? Definitely. Yeah. To be? If I could make a career out of football, I'd rather go for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you think women's football supported in Scotland as much as it should be? I don't mean um, supporters turning up, I just mean in terms of finances that are involved and all that kind of thing. Well, with a lottery fund getting involved, um, they're getting more money and they've offered, you know, they said, you go farther, you get any of the A category, then we'll give you more money. And the, the teams, the men's teams, taking the women's teams on board, helping out where they can, you know, we're getting somewhere, definitely. There's a lot more support for us now. But we really need more. Yeah, what more could be done to attract more support? Um, well, the big teams getting involved, like Rangers and Celtic, and I think with the attitudes against the women's football, I mean, still you get all these male show, kind of chauvinist attitudes. Uh, do you swap strips after the game and, and stuff like that? Can I be your ball boy? You still got all that stuff, you know, but I don't know. I think, I think, I don't know. It's not as, it's not like it used to be. We're a lot better now. We're playing against boys and we're beating boys' teams all the time. Like we can only play against like under 18s at the moment because yeah, there's no denying guys are bigger and stronger and faster, you know. But we skill wise, we are right up there with them. I think we're better at than them positionally as well, definitely. So do you think there's a bright future for uh, women's football in Scotland? For sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. The guys we've played against will tell you. <laughs> no, they can't believe their eyes when they're doing keepy-uppies and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, they're a big, bright future. Before the interview with Rhonda, we asked you which Scottish footballer won the World Cup with Italy. The answer is Rose Riley. Growing up in Stewarton, East Ayrshire, Rose started playing football at a young age and was banned sign-die by the Scottish Women's FA, leading her to play in France and Italy, culminating in spells with AC Milan and Napoli. Riley was the captain of the Italy side, which won the Mundialito in 1984, scoring one of her side's goals in a 3-1 win over West Germany. In total, Rose was capped 10 times by Scotland and 22 times by Italy. Rose was inducted into the Scottish Football Hall of Fame in 2007 in recognition of her talents. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Scottish Football Citizen. Subscribe to us on your favourite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And join us again next week when we'll be looking back at more of the best of Scottish football from the past. If you'd like an extra football fix in your inbox every Tuesday, you can subscribe to Football Memories Scotland's weekly newsletter, The Football Special, and receive an email full of excellent pictures and stories from days gone by. To find out more, email lindsay at lindsay.hamilton at scottishfootballmuseum.org.uk The Scottish Football Citizen is written, edited and produced by Andy Kerr for Football Memories Scotland in association with Alzheimer's Scotland and the Scottish Football Museum. Additional contributions from Robert Harvey, Jim Orr, Lindsay Hamilton and Richard McBeauty. This interview comes from the Scottish Football Museum archive.